Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Off the Beaten Track, a podcast that highlights local racetracks, drivers, owners, and more. To join the show live, call 646-668-8461. That's 646-668-8461. And now, here's your host, they call him the NASCAR guy, Nate Webster. And we're here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, off the beaten track, talking to Timothy Evans and Mark Evans. Um, they own a small family racing team that races mostly on dirt tracks. And uh, welcome to the show, Timothy and Mark. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, let me start with Mark. Mark, I understand that you're 12 years old and um, you've been racing for how long now? Since about the age of, I think, six? About five-ish. Five, okay. Yeah? Seven years. And, uh, Mark, what got you into racing? Um, Is it something that you followed in your father's footsteps and you always wanted to do, or did you get, like, uh, a fever for it when you were younger, when you are going to the track, or uh, what got you interested in, in dirt racing? Um, well, we went to a track and watched for a little bit, and I kind of got interested in it, so I asked, and we got into it. That sounds really good. Uh Tim, tell me about your family racing team. Uh, when did you start? And um, tell me about how um, you go about racing week to week when you're trying to find sponsors and trying to find people to pay for parts and, and uh, you know, fuel and oil yeah, and awesome. uh, putting together the cars and stuff like that. How tough is it to do that when you own a family racing team? Oh, it's hard. Um you know, we we got into it when Mark was sometime around five, and uh, we've been doing it all with mom's money for the most part. Um, we do have a sponsor for this year, but uh, we're we're always looking for more. It's not very 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 easy. Um, things aren't aren't cheap. There's never enough time, and everything on the dirt is always so dirty. You never have enough time to wash it and get it ready for next time. And, you know, it's it's definitely hard. Now, Tim, do you typically try and go week to week? Uh, what tracks do oh, yeah. you, let's see, what tracks do you travel at? Typically just West End and Gilbert, PA, but we've also done the dirt track outside Pocono Raceway. Um, we've done uh, some indoor stuff, um, the indoor dirt track that they do down in the Harrisburg Farm Show Complex every December. Um, oh. we've done, we've done the Motorama event for the quarter midgets in, indoors. Uh, that's, you just race on the floor inside the farm show complex. Um, we've raced at Blue Mountain, which is in the Palmerton area, another dirt track. Um, and then, uh, we participate in the USAC events and all, 
always want to get involved in more of them. I mean, they go as far as uh, out to Indianapolis. Um, you know, there's some uh, in Philly and New Jersey and uh, Delaware. So, right, right. Uh, Maryland is another one for the USAC quarter midgets. Okay, and for someone who doesn't um, have a big knowledge of dirt racing, so to speak, um, for someone like me who follows the bigger guys of NASCAR and understands that aspect of it, explain to me how a dirt racing team is formed as far as, like, cars that you run, the equipment that you use, um, the, you know, different types of um, races that you can enter. I know you said USAC was one of them, but tell me about the different types of um, categories of racing you you guys have for dirt tracks. We we do quarter midgets, which uh, are basically a smaller version of a sprint car. Um, We don't have wings or anything like that that we run on a a weekly basis. But, um, you know, they start out with a 120cc motor, and you work your way up uh, between a couple of restrictor plates um, till you're just a 120 open. Then you can go into larger Honda motors, like a 160. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then you can get it. Do Briggs motors. There's a couple different Briggs classes. Um, so, uh, you know, there are a couple different classes. Um, they also run mod motors, which sometimes are in alcohol. We haven't gotten that crazy yet, but uh, that's right. something that kids usually do before they turn 16. Um, Is that something uh, that you, you guys know, can start out? with, like, dirt tracks and work up to, like you said, the alcohol cars and then the top yeah. fuel cars and then the sprint cars and then up that way? Is that the proper chain of command yeah. as far as racing? Yeah, I would say yes. I mean, uh, the sprint, or uh, rather, I should say the quarter midgets, that's what all the, the NASCAR drivers started out at, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, so, you know, that's what the kids do, and the the idea is that hopefully as you grow, you grow into bigger cars and see where where it puts you. Um, you know, um, dirt racing isn't very clean, obviously, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. That's so, uh, yeah, so Mark, that brings me back to you. Um, tell me about the different types of um, races that you've been at. Um, have you won any races? Um, have you come close to winning any races? I mean, you know, what kind of experience do you think that uh, running the quarter midgets gives you and how interested are you in pursuing other racing careers past dirt racing? Well, I mean, uh, Mark's been a little bashful here, but um, yeah. yeah, he's definitely uh, uh, been involved in, in quite a few different types of, you know, not, not types, but different events that we've done. Um, of course, just like with everything else, some days you have some good weeks, some days you have some get, some bad weeks, but uh, we've got our fair share of trophies throughout the house. We have a fair share of photos with with uh, Mark and his cars and uh, the family in Victory Lane. Um, what do you think, buddy? Is this something you want to pursue past quarter midgets? Yeah, probably. And where would you go next? What would your ideas be? Probably slingshots. 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 Uh, Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Mark, have you ever met any big name drivers like, say, Tony Stewart or, you know, I I know Jimmy Johnson back in the day was um, started in dirt bike racing and he worked his way up to the sprint cars. But I mean, have you ever met any of the big wigs? Um, you know, because I think Tony owns a few dirt, dirt tracks. Um, I think it was last summer I met Ryan Newman at Good, the yeah, Cap yeah. Factory. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny story. I'll let Mark tell it, but uh, uh, he started talking to Ryan Newman about racing. Next thing you know, what happened, Mark? I was behind the table, um, and he was showing me his daughter and his old um, quarter midget. He was showing him videos on his phone. He stopped it. The wow. whole line of people that were there for autographs and spent like 15 minutes with Mark showing him videos. That's pretty cool. So and uh, really his daughter was running quarter midget as well, too? Uh, she was running his older stuff uh, that he just had uh, in his collection on his private mm-hmm. property. I think she was about four or five at the time. She was a younger girl. Wow. But, yeah, it was a neat, neat experience. Not something that you think would happen when you just go to get an autograph, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, when you were talking to Ryan Newman, did he give you any tips? Did he talk about, um, you know, um, did he talk about how he used to race and what he used to do when he was about that age when he started out? Not really. He was just, like, kind of... Um, he was, like... Um, asking questions. Yeah, I was asking. He was asking me questions and stuff, and um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. And I'm sure you got an autograph, right? Yeah. Well, we got a lot of stuff autographed that day. Yeah, we got a license plate, um, hats, hero cards, hero cards, and yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, Mark, what what is your um, what is your favorite trophy that you've won? Tell me about the track that you went where, when you won the trophy for that race, was it like your first couple of races? Was it like halfway through? Was it like just recently? Tell me about the favorite track that you went to where you won the trophy that you liked the most. Um, that would have to be my first Motorama one. Okay. Um, it was, it was second place, and it was, like, taller than me at the time. Wow. So. And how old are you then? Five or six. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um... So, Tim, tell me about the financial situation as far as running a race team, a family-owned race team. I mean, how much time do you have to put into the race team week-to-week or month-to-month to get the team to be competitive enough to race and win prize money or win, you know? I mean, do you do you ever have times where you don't win prize money but you get other things instead? 
Well, there is no prize money in what we're doing. Um, there's no payout. There is trophies um, and bragging rights, of course. Yeah. But, yep. um, you know, we definitely spend our fair share of nights, things ready throughout the week. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights, usually a big, uh, you know, always spent outside in the trailer trying to get things ready. Uh, we have two cars mm-hmm. that we put together. We run two classes on a weekly basis, and, uh, um, you know, the the parts aren't cheap, um, but we reuse a lot. We, we rebuild our own motors in some cases, um, you know, and we beg, borrow, and steal when we have to. Um, yeah. We did end up with, uh, we did find a sponsor uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, our good friends over at Nationwide Logistics, uh, Rory and Josh, they have uh, agreed to help us buy Mark a new uh, safety suit, fire fire resistant suit. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool of them. Saves us a little bit. Last year we had to buy a lot of safety equipment. We had to buy a new helmet and a new Hans device and just the safety equipment just to get into it before you think about parts and tires and oil and gas and truck to uh, fuel rather to get the truck and trailer up to the track. Um, right. You know, we had over, over, you know, over a thousand dollars just in new safety equipment last year. So it's really right. great that these guys have come on board and agreed to help us uh, purchase this new uh, fireproof suit because he has outgrown his other one. Cause at 12 years old, you can imagine how fast he's growing. I'm sure. But, uh, there's some really great guys. So, Mark, tell me about the um, design of the cars that you guys run. Um, can you tell me about, like, a quarter midget car, what it's made out of, what kind of parts do you have to put together, and how much time do you spend with your dad in the garage area or in the trailers? Like, you must have schoolwork and homework that you have to get done as well, but how much time do you actually spend with your dad uh, building the cars? Um... I usually spend, like, we usually work on Sundays and sometimes during the week. So on Sundays, we just go and clean the cars off and, um, like, take the tires off, clean those, fix some things that we need to fix, um, practice our um, runs and things um okay yeah and um um there is a metal cage spin wheels uh uh what were the names of the uh adco adco shocks okay um so you must have the roll cage in there to protect you as far as safety wise. Yeah, there's a roll cage. Okay. Um. Uh, five belt harness. Yeah, that's your Han safety device. Yeah. Yep. Um. Mark, do you know what Hans means? Head and neck. Yep, that's correct. Neck and shoulders, or 
Yep. Head and neck safety device. Um, do you know who came up with the Hans device? Uh, one more time. Do you know who came up with the Hans device? Like, do you know when they first started coming out with the Hans device? No. Not off the top of my head. Tim, if I'm not mistaken, it was right after the old senior crashed, correct? Oh, yeah, maybe. It was definitely newer in the early 2000s. So, yeah, that, yeah. that you know, that's the time they started using it in NASCAR, whether it existed prior to that. I don't really know, but it's definitely right, a good right. So Mark has to wear a, a Hans device. He has to wear a fire suit. He has to wear other safety equipment well, just like the big boys do, correct? Yeah. Well, believe it or not, it's not uh, – it's not required to wear a Hans device. Um, yeah. We, uh, you do need to have some sort of a, a neck brace on, but uh, the Hans device we just got into last year because now that we're getting older, we're getting into faster cars, and right. you know it's just better to be safe than sorry. But when most people start out, they're just using a simple neck brace, foam neck brace that's just between your shoulders and and your chin, um, uh-huh. and that. Believe it or not, is all that USAC and some of these other uh, people require for kids, marks, you know, young kids. But uh, right, and I mean, I, I'm sure that marks, yeah, I'm sure that uh, when he first starts out, when he first started out, like five or six, was he wearing helmets at the time too? Oh, absolutely, helmets, gloves, fireproof suits. Uh, yeah. Fire, you know, uh, racing shoes, fireproof shoes. We wear um, mm-hmm. uh, wrist restraints. So that if the car should flip over, no one's uh, fingers, toes, hands, anything like that can flop out of the car. Mark mentioned the five-point safety harness. Um, we did have a full racing seat at one time um, in in our cars, but he has grown too large for those, and it's too much weight yep. for the class that right. we run. So now we just pretty much run a foam pad under and behind him. Okay with a five-point harness to keep everything in. But uh, something I wanted so to mention you know, to you. Yeah. Okay. I, want, I wanted to mention when Mark was describing the car, uh, he forgot to tell you that the quarter midgets are chain-driven. There's a motor behind the driver, and then uh, there's, a, there's a chain and a sprocket from the rear axle to the output shaft on the motor. Okay. So, so when he describes open wheel, what kind of um, setup is that? Um, well, just like a sprint car, if you've ever seen a sprint car, it's basically the same shape of a cage um, with Nerf bars and rub rails sticking out. And then, you know, there's uh, a wheel in the front and a wheel in the back and, there, you know, absolutely no fenders. Um, yeah. It's a, kind of a, a triangle uh, design, I guess you could say, and, and the car is mostly the frame itself just like a sprint car with just the body and again it has uh, a motor behind the driver so very right. very basic two radius rods that hold all the axles in place uh, shock in each corner uh, some front bumpers aluminum body panels not really much to it it's all in right. the setup now, what happens if um, you go to a racetrack and say, you know, 
you don't have prize money for the races. You just get trophies and bragging rights. So you yeah. rely on your sponsors to actually help you race. I mean, without the sponsors, you pretty much can't race a particular weekend without getting the gas and the fuel for the cars and the trailers and the tires and oil for the cars and stuff. You need the sponsors to to um, do that for you. So what type of sponsors are you looking for to help you race week to week? Uh, can it be like a small company locally that is in your area or does it have to be like a bigger company that? Well, you know, you want to find anyone who's willing to help. Um, obviously you don't care how big or small, uh, you know, the, the help is you'll take every little bit you can uh, get, but, um, right. you know, we're looking at, uh, we've been chasing the sponsor thing for a few years. We were just lucky enough to get our first one within the last few weeks. But, right. um, you know, any any uh, small local company that would have been interested, that is interested in, uh, you know, just say buying us four tires, um, we, we'd be happy to slap their name on the side of our enclosed trailer and the side of our cars and put them on our T-shirts yep. or hats, um, right. sweatshirts, right. and like that. But, um, you know, big or small, if, if uh, we can get them to talk to us, we, we, we'd love to have their support. And in exchange for that, you know, we would, we would help them uh, get the word out about their services and, and who they are and what they are and proudly promote their logos around everything that we're going on, everything that we're doing. Uh, our deal with Nationwide Logistics is that they're buying the suit. So right on Mark's chest, they're going to have their logo. So that means everything that we put on social media that, you know, is a photo of Mark at the track or Mark in the, uh, um, in victory lane is going to have yep. their logo all over social media. So, you know, right, if, right. if people are, are willing to listen and understand what we're saying, I mean, it is a great opportunity for them because nowadays everything's on social media. Right. Exactly. And, um, so you're looking, you're not only looking for, um, Cash donations to help out with with uh, buying things, but also donations of parts Park, and material and, and stuff like that that you can actually use. Fuel cards just to get uh, you know a Sunoco fuel card to put some some uh, cash in the Silverado and hook the trailer up and get it up there. I mean, yep. you know, we typically drive at least an hour per weekend one way to get to a track. So right, right. And drag, dragging an 18-foot trailer around isn't very good on gas either. Right, exactly. So um, give me a rough ballpark figure on how much it would cost to put together your trip up there to any given track in your area um, and running the race. Like how much money well, or how yeah. much do you invest in per race? Uh, a typical weekly race for us to, to get us in and the two cars just in, you know, to, uh, to, to, uh, what would you call it? Um, sign up or register for the race, the two cars right. and, and all the special stuff is, is sometimes about 65 bucks. That's just okay. to register your two cars to race. Then you yep. got to think of, you know, you filled up the truck and you, you, you went up there, you're going to eat out once or twice by the time you're up there. You got fuel for the car. You got to change the oil after every uh, every weekend. We change the oil. Um, 
you know, the expenses add up quick. I mean, there's there's tires for every application, whether it's warm weather, cold weather, wet weather. We have different uh, different slicks that we run, Hoosier slicks, different compounds. So you got to have all those tires, and then, you know, you can only use a tire for so many laps before it falls off, and it's no good. So you got to buy new tires. Tires, four, four tires can cost you 200 bucks. Um you know, it adds up real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, Mark, I just want to get one more question for you before we eat for the night. Um, when you go to school, you must be in about sixth grade, correct? Yes. All right, so when you go to school, um, do you have do you have a lot of uh, friends that hang around with you that um, are big into, into watching you race, and, and do they put a lot of support behind you? Um, a couple, I usually don't put the word out that I race cars, but. No, he's got, he's got a couple close friends that enjoy it and they, they've been to the track before and they've supported us and helped us, especially on some of the bigger weekends. His friend Matthew is, is, is a real big help with us. Um, and then there's a couple other, a couple other guys and, when they actually see it, you know, it's one thing to hear, oh, yeah, Mark races, but when, when they when they see everything in the yard and they pedal their little bike into the driveway and they see us uh, getting something ready, they're like, oh, wow, this is this is cool, you know? Right, right, definitely. Um, so do you bring your cars around to different um, shows or do you um, advertise that way as far as your team and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, last year we went to the Phillipsburg mall in New Jersey. Okay. They had a show in, uh, I believe it was March of last year. And I think we're going to do that again. Um, a few years back, the Poconos had some sort of a motorsports week in downtown Stroudsburg that an organization did. And, uh, we went there with our club, West End Quarter Midgets, uh, mm-hmm. we went with them and displayed the car to try and, you know, uh, show people, introduce them to the sport, get new members, that sort of thing. And then there was also uh, a couple of, well, we usually do the motorsports show in, in uh, Oaks, PA. We've had Mark's cars down there on display before uh, years past. So with our club, again, trying to uh, introduce people to the sport, find new members for the club. Awesome. Well, uh, Tim Evans and Mark Evans, um, I appreciate you coming on to Off the Beaten Track, and uh, I hope you guys have some success in finding sponsorships for the next few years. And, uh, Mark, I hope you uh, do well in racing and get some more trophies and some more bragging rights. And, uh, you know, we'll look forward to seeing you in the spring. Yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in the spring cars uh, or the trucks someday if you want to get into trucks. Right. Uh, Mark can be found on social media at ME Motorsports 33. Uh, and our email, in case anybody wants to reach out to us, is Mark Evans Motorsports 33 at com. Feel free to uh, reach out to us. Let us know that you saw the show or heard the show and that, you know, you liked it or you didn't like it or you could help out. And uh, I can be found on, uh, what's the one I'm on? The, the Twitter. Uh, I'm Bull Rider 33 because Mark's number is 33 and we race Bull Rider cars. 
Okay, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Timothy Thanks Evan Racing. Time. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, have a good night, guys. Thank you, you too. Take care. This has been Off the Beaten Track, a podcast on Blog Talk Radio. To have your track, team, or racing event on our show, just email otbtpodcast at gmail.com. That's otbtpodcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on Facebook at Off the Beaten Track. Thanks for listening.